tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. They'll be with you in Masterclass in a few minutes. Stick and stay with us. And Ignition will also continue right after Masterclass at a quarter past two. So stay on. We'll be right back. Good afternoon to you, our cherished and discerning listeners. It's another beautiful and blessed Wednesday, and we here at Multimedia are happy to bring you another exciting edition of your favorite business development program on Radio Masterclass. Masterclass is powered by Joy Business and brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, good energy. Goyle, Yenara, Yedia. Masterclass is also brought to us by Lancaster University. They boast of having the only British university campus in all of West Africa. If you're considering some tertiary education, by all means, do consider Lancaster University. My name, as always, is Yabanafo, and I will be your host for the show today. I want to say a big thank you before I continue to say anything else um, to my boss, Odilia Ntiamwa. She sat in for me last week when I was not available. And I watched the show, and by all standards, it was a brilliant encounter. I hope that you also picked up some tidbits and you become better for it. Uh, Martin was here with us again last week, and he's here again with us today. Martin, you're welcome to the conversation today. Thank you very much, Yao. Uh, I'm, I'm excited because, I mean, the conversation on leadership um, does not end. You know, so I'm going to allow you to go early. I'm going to say very little because I find that whenever I, I see your slides before the show, there's so much content and we're not able to get nearly as much out, you know, for our listeners. And I know that they're happy to, to learn the points, they're happy to write them down and happy to practice them based on the feedback that I get. But today your conversation is sort of zeroing in on an area which is interesting, um, an area which is familiar to Masterclass. 
and which is important in all of our endeavors, which is emotional intelligence. And I think that for those who like to write, it's leading with emotional intelligence. A very good afternoon to you, Uncle James Addison, (laughs) big proponent of emotional intelligence. Uh, he's, a, he's also a friend of the show. He's been here. We did emotional intelligence for weeks on end. So when I saw your topic yesterday, I said, Uncle James is going to love this show today. Great. But it's also key because that's what's missing. One of the things that are missing, you know, is missing, I beg your pardon, in our leadership process today. Um, where to say what and what, where, where not to say what. Somebody says, your actions are speaking so loudly, I can't hear what you are saying. <laughs> you know, So all of that, we're going to try and have a conversation about it and taper a bit more towards leadership. But like I always do, I just sort of wanted to find out what this whole conversation on emotional intelligence is, what the emotional intelligence quotient, as Uncle James likes to talk about it, is. Exactly. You know, sometimes when you are recruiting for a job, after you've checked all the competencies, you're recruiting for, let's say, a financial accountant. So, yes, they've charted, they are able to check their numbers, they understand basic accounting, they, are, they understand financial principles, but that role is a managerial role. Are they going to be working alone? No. They're going to be working with people who are exactly. going to be under them. Do yeah. you require financial competence to manage people? No, you don't. So what is additional competency required? This is where the conversation Absolutely. of EQ fairly Absolutely. sits. Yes. You know, and uh, Savoy and Mayer 1990 have done some work. And they hypothesized it to be a framework describing a set of skills relevant to the accurate appraisal and expression of emotion in one's self or in others. Uh, It goes on and on. But one of the things they said strongly was that they implied in their study in 1990, that Savoy and Mayer, that the two distinct mental processes of thinking and feeling actually work together. Exactly. So, exactly. at this point, I will pause and I will hand over to you. Uh, you're welcome to the conference. For those of us who are now joining us, this is Masterclass. Uh, Matt Natafin, CEO of AfriConsult, has been with us, sharing wonderful thoughts with us on leadership. But today, we're focusing on leading with emotional intelligence. How emotionally intelligent are you? My mother always used to say, there are things that they teach you in the classroom, but there are things that a teacher will never teach you in the classroom. Absolutely, you so have to pick up on teach us some of those things today <laughs> that they won't teach you in the classroom, but which is important to get your to job get done. Talk to us. Thank you, thank you very much, Yao, and uh, thanks for the opportunity to to welcome you to your own seat. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> yes, we, we we had an amazing time last week Indeed. with with Odilia, and uh, before I get into emotional intelligence, I want to do a quick recap mm. of what we discussed last week. And I'll, I'll, I'll be real quick so that By we can means. get into emotional intelligence. If you recall, one of the things you have been saying is that followers and leaders co-create each other. Mm. So the, uh, how followers work um, uh, and their behavior can influence even your leadership and, and, and your style of leadership. And then we went into a, sweat, a situation where we are saying that, look, with, with leadership, you are leading people who are either willing or unwilling to do the work. Mm-hmm. Or, but they also have, either have the ability or do not have the ability to do the work. And that is what you have to identify and be able to manage. Mm-hmm. So the abilities is the technical area. That is like you're talking about uh, management, accountant or finance, the, the, the task orientation. And then the willingness or unwillingness is the, uh, um, the, the bit about the people orientation where you have to pull out your people orientation skills to be able to manage the people and if you have the to, attitudes and all of that attitudes and all of that the values the attitudes and so 
basically, even if you have to uh, uh, um, develop a leader, you need to be able to measure that. And that mm. is what took us into the uh, assessment. Mm. So we're saying that you have to measure the, the um, performance, that's the task orientation, mm-hmm. or the values or the attitudes, that is the people ori- orientation. And we went uh, further to talk about the fact that, look, if you, if you measure it, somebody who has low values and low performance, maybe you need to say goodbye because mm-hmm. he, does, mm-hmm. he doesn't have the values anyway. But if he has low values but, however, has uh, high performance, he's a tyrant, but you can be able to work on him. Mm-hmm. If the person has high values, high performance, that is the role model that you're looking for. And that is what you need to uh, focus and build or coach somebody who probably has uh, high values but low, low performance. So we went into the, the assessment and said that the, the leadership assessment helps you to be able to assess your, your leader's strengths and weaknesses. So it can either be feedback from, uh, um, you know, from a tool that has been used mm-hmm. or it can also be self-assessment. So the self-assessment... And it can be done anonymously. For those who have heebie-jeebies, sorry, heebie-jeebies for my own term, those who are sensitive about people, you know, giving feedback about them, which may not necessarily be favorable to them, exactly. or people who are afraid to, to give feedback to give for feedback. fear of victimization. Exactly, exactly. And in fact, uh, even to be able to stem that, then why don't you, the leader, do a feed forward? So instead of go, uh, waiting to the end of a period to say, uh, how did I do? Why don't you then, at the beginning of the period, go to them and say, how do you expect me to do? It's like a teach-me-how-to-love-you situation. Mm. So they'll tell you what to do so that you can work at it. And then when you're going back to find out how you did, you find out that, or you actually worked according to what they were, their, their expectations, which might even be better. So Feed Forward is a tool that is being used heavily these days by a lot of leaders. Mm. So we discussed the 360-degree assessment, and we discussed Myers-Briggs mm-hmm. uh, type indicator in, in, in the assessment tools. And, and the 360-degree assessment, we looked at the way you have to assess yourself, your peers will assess you, your, your mm-hmm. su- uh, supervisors will assess you, and then maybe your subordinates or your team will assess you. Some even extend it to their customers mm-hmm. to, to be able, able to assess you. And that will actually be able to give you stuff that is in probably your blind side that you have no idea of. I, I, I think I missed the bit last week about um, the Myers-Briggs, but I'm assuming that that's focused a bit more on personality. Absolutely. And personality tests. Yes. I've yes. had the privilege yes. of, 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 going of, of, have, of going through it. And it sort of, it's, it sort of summarizes the conversation on personality. Yes. You know, and I'm, I'm just going to use some keywords because people are familiar with those words. You say, I'm a choleric, I'm a sanguine, um, you know, I'm a phila, I'm a whatever, phlegmatic. Exactly. Some people say, I'm a green color, some say, I'm a blue color. <laughs> and, I mean, whatever it is you are, you are never one thing all the time. It, it, it sort of changes. It sort of changes because I was going to say, if you've done it, I'll suggest you do it again and Indeed. see whether you'll you, you get the same Indeed. dichotomies. Indeed. Yes. But another thing I just wanted to chip in before you move on to today was that because the 360 degree approach of assessment is key, for an all-round development. It will serve as a constant reminder or should serve as a constant reminder when you are dealing with people. Yes. If, yes. if you are uncontrollably obnoxious, know that at the end of time, when we ask people to give an assessment of you, they will point out that you are obnoxious. Uh, absolutely. And, and that should be a reminder to, to do the right thing. And you know, mm-hmm. uh, an interesting thing, and we perform this exercise for a particular client, and we do that every year. Mm-hmm. There are times that the feedback comes, and then the uh, individual says, the leader says, this is not me. This mm-hmm. is not me. But everybody else is saying, 
this is you. Mm. You know, so that's that's the, the point you're talking about. Mm. That it, it actually reveals what Your true character. the true character or the true uh, uh, situation about certain competencies that you probably are totally oblivious of. Mm-hmm. Yes. Interesting. Um, let's go into today's conversation. If you're, if you're just joined in, this is Masterclass here on the Superstation Joy 99.7. Today we're talking about lead, leading with emotional intelligence. Leading with emotional intelligence. Um, by all means, do join the conversation. We will get interactive at some point. We'll open the phone line and then you can also be a part of it. But otherwise, we're also streaming live on Facebook if you're at home, you're in the office, you have a bit of time on your hands, by all means, do go to our Facebook page and be a part of it. You can watch it live. But otherwise, you can also listen if you're driving. Thank you. Thank yes. you very much. So with leading with emotional intelligence, I'll start with a, a statement. To start, I'm saying that there are leaders and there are those who lead. Mm. Leaders hold a position of power, of influence. But those who lead are the ones who inspire us. So you find out that organizations and individuals follow those who lead, not because they have to, but because they want to, mm. because they have been inspired to follow them. So the question is, what makes us follow those who lead? Exactly. Ex- and, and that is uh, bringing up the issue of emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. because those people have mastered the art of inspiring you through emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. So what is emotional intelligence? It refers to the capacity for you recognizing your own feelings and those of others. Mm-hmm. And for motivating, uh, what you recognize them for, to be able to motivate and manage those emotions mm-hmm. in order to achieve what you want to achieve. You know, so you manage the emotions in yourselves and in other relationships. Other so they are always yourself and other relationships. And this is... A statement by Daniel Goleman himself. Daniel Goleman is the the champion who picked up uh, uh, after Murray um, and Sule. Sule, Sule, beg your pardon. He picked up after them, and he actually um, what do you call it? Came up with the whole concept of emotional intelligence mm-hmm. with, with leadership. Now, the story is that the technical skills that helped you to secure your first. Uh, promotion might not exactly be why, what would help, help you to uh, move, on, move on in your leadership role. Why? Because your technical skill is what is looked at to say you can, you can do the job. Right. But when you come in... That's a prerequisite. It's a prerequisite. You know, but when you come in, now your emotional intelligence has to come into play. You know? and, and really, um, what we say is that emotional intelligence is about 70% required in 30% of your technical. And the story is that the technical is already assumed. If you don't know you it... Know, you know, I'm smiling. I, I can't control myself. There's a question which keeps popping up my mind. You haven't said it, but I'm going to ask it so that in your presentation... I can speak you know, to it. For a leader, owner of a company, a business who says, um, as for me, I'm straight to the point. I say it as it is. If you have done something wrong, I will say it. I don't care who is there or who is there. We're talking about emotional intelligence. Please listen. Because sometimes you can say the same thing in a different way or in a different place or at a different time and get the same result without destroying relationships. Absolutely. It's, 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 a, it's a major issue. And I, I couldn't that, help that. I just wanted to chip that in. <laughs> it's a major issue that happens. You know, because the, the question is, so what is all about emotional intelligence? Mm-hmm. You should have understood yourself and your own emotions, understood the emotions of others. Because I can tell you um, yeah, that I'm, I'm very straightforward and I'm strict and, and 
if you don't do what you're doing, I'll fire you. Mm-hmm. I'll tell the next person, and the person, that person will pack his bags and, and leave. walk away. Because maybe I understand you, and I understand that you can process this, and you know what I'm saying. But how does the next person process? Exactly. So you need to understand where they all sit uh, emotionally and how they react when any situation like that comes. Right. So that is what the, 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 uh, is required of the leader. You know, it will help you to successfully coach teams, to manage stress, both yourself and others, mm-hmm. deliver feedback, and actually collaborate with others. Right. So, um, let, let's say the, the ability part, the task orientation mm-hmm. part, okay, we can split it into two, inborn ability and acquired ability. Inborn ability will be your talents, your potentials, your gifts that you already have. And acquired ability is the knowledge that you went to school to learn, the skills that you added to it, and then ex- you practiced and then got experience. So if you're on a job, inborn ability and acquired ability is what you require to be able to do your job. That's in total we will refer to as the, your IQ mm-hmm. or intelligence quotient or the abilities that you have, the skills, the technical. Mm-hmm. But however, emotional intelligence has to come to play. If it doesn't, then inborn ability plus acquired ability, you uh, uh, multiply by emotional quotient, is what will give you your results. And if emotional quotient is zero, then it means that you're in trouble. You're in trouble you're in the same space. So what you are saying is emotional intelligence multiplies your abilities to be able to deliver, mm-hmm. and that's how, how important. It is, and that's what will make you successful. What would be a synonym for the phrase emotional intelligence? Tact. If, if, if one had tact in their dealings, would they be deemed to be emotionally intelligent? It, possibly, but you see, it can't be just that. Mm. It, it, it also means that, that that person probably has empathy. Right. Because he understands, he can be tactful, but not really understand the person's situation. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter how tactful you are being, the person is still feeling so bad that mm-hmm. you, you know, because you don't understand the situation. Mm-hmm. So empathy is, is a strong one, but it, you have to add tact because of the way you respond. Right. Right. That's, that's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. So, um, more than a decade ago, uh, same Goldman, uh, as I indicated, mm-hmm. is the one who brought, highlighted the importance of emotional intelligence in um, in leadership. Mm-hmm. There's a statement that he made, and that uh, is what we are talking about. He said that, I'll, I'll quote, the most effective leaders are all alike in one crucial way. They all have a high degree of what has come to be known as emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. So the most effective leaders are all emotionally intelligent. He continued to say, it is not IQ and technical skills. It's, it's not that IQ and technical skills are irrelevant. They do matter, but they are only the entry-level requirements for executive positions. Mm-hmm. So, if you have that and you get into the executive positions, you now need to look out to make sure that you can now expand your, your EQ, yeah. because now it is a must-have. How do you identify and measure your emotional intelligence? Um, I can name one too. It's called the MEIS, Multi-Factor Emotional Intelligence Skill which helps you to identify your emotions and, and emotions of others. It will help you to uh, uh, use your, uh, help you to uh, identify the ability mm-hmm. 
your ability to use or generate emotions. It will help you to or, or show you your the ability to understand emotions and then the ability to to manage those emotions. So that's that too is what might be able to help anyone to be able to do that. Now, where does that, that's all this come from? <laughs> um, the psychologists tell us that in the human brain, it has different portions for different things. Mm-hmm. There's an area called the thalamus, which is the rational decision maker. And there's another area called the amygdala. The amygdala is where the emotional stories, and that's, that's what provides the response. We can match it with what the central processing unit of a computer is. Okay. The ALU is the arithmetic and logical unit that does all the arithmetic and logical calculations. You type a letter A, that is what we'll be able to determine that these signals have come should be an A. Mm-hmm. But how do you get the response either on your screen or on your printer? It is the control unit that does that. Mm-hmm. So the control unit can be the amygdala. Mm-hmm. You know, so the control unit has to now decide whether... Or the amygdala will now decide whether with this kind of information that I've gotten, the best thing is for me to shout or for me yeah. to cry yeah. or for me, yeah. And that is the, the, so the it kind gives of... gives form to the interpretation received, if absolutely. you like. Absolutely, absolutely. So with emotional intelligence, there are, there are five key components that we'll be, able to, uh, uh, we'll be able to look at, which will help you to be able to manage your uh, uh, EQ you know, as a leader. Mm-hmm. One is self-awareness. The second is self-management. The third is self-motivation. That is the self part. Mm-hmm. And then social awareness and social skills is the other's part. Because when we define emotional intelligence, we said it helps you to, it's the identification of um, emotions of yourself mm-hmm. and others. That's so correct. that you'll be able to manage yourself and others. And others, yes. Great. So, the first one is self-awareness. It's for you to be able to understand your own strengths and weaknesses and to recognize the emotions and, and the effect that it has on other people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there are a lot of people who uh, indicate that um, they know themselves, but they may not be that much aware. Mm-hmm. So that for you to be able to bring the best in others, you should be able to understand yourself and help that one to come to play. So if you are self-aware, you know how you feel, you know how your emotions and your actions can affect people mm-hmm. and the people around you. Okay. So, like I was saying, there, there's a psychologist called Tasha Eric who said that 95% of people think they are self-aware, but only 10 to 15% are actually self-aware, which can be a challenge because if you're working with colleagues who are not self-aware, that can cut success into two. But that's such an interesting statistic. Yes. Only 15%. Actually self-aware. Exactly. So people need to work at it to really understand and, and become uh, self-aware. And one way to do that is the 360-degree feedback that we spoke about earlier on. So the exposure to that is what will make you understand that I thought I was like this, but now this is what people are saying, so I have to take it in its stride. Do you and work reckon towards- that um, Tasha's... Uh, assertion is the case because people are less willing to accept uh, whether uh, an assessment of who they truly are. And I say that because I'm going back to the definition of self-awareness. And it says here that self-awareness is your ability to understand your strengths and weaknesses 
and to recognize your emotions and the effect they have on you and on your team's performance. Taking this definition, is it? it's often the case that people don't um, accept what people say about them to be either their weaknesses because they, they feel at some point there may be some personal um, vendetta or personal input in there exactly. which does not truly represent them. Exactly. Would that be the reason why Tasha is showing such a big disparity between the 95 and the 10 to 15? Because that's such a huge... I, I, I should think so. I sh- I've been in situations where, apart from those who are saying this is not me, uh, there are others who are saying, I know where this is coming from. I know why this, this, this person, you know, these people are saying that. I know where, this, I've heard looking for, I know where this is coming exactly, from. They're looking for every other reason to say, this is not me. So even if they are, they are being made aware of themselves, they are still refusing to appreciate it. So, so I am sure that is what, and it applies to all of us. I mean, mm. um, if somebody is saying something that you th- thought, really, I was doing much better than that, mm-hmm. it's difficult to, to take it. But if you are able to accept but it and work on it, assessments are not fair. I mean, to to switch, switch to the other side of it. So should a should a humble person or should a leader just say, "Listen, even if I'm not like this and they say I'm like that, they can only say it once if I make an effort to change." So even if it's not true, accept it. Well, okay. Let me let me tell you, and I'm picking from experience with with implementing something like 360 degrees. There are others who said, "Well, I don't think I'm like that." But so far as people are saying it, there might be some truth in it. So I will still work on that. You know, so that's yeah. a way to, uh, I'll, I'll take it in a stride. To have a it's positive fine. attitude to it. To have a positive, positive yeah. attitude to it and take it. Because it really may be, may be true. Because sometimes, you see, you're being assessed by your, your peers. You're being assessed by your supervisors. You're being assessed by your team. And sometimes you find that it cuts across. Huh. So all of them can't be wrong. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's just one dissenting voice. And that may be wrong or right. But you take it in the stride mm. and see, watch yourself to see if, if that re- is really true. Mm. So, I mean, apart from 360 degree uh, uh, assessment, you can also keep a journal and, and write down your actions of the day and what happened. And sometimes when you review it, you find out whether truly there are things that uh, um, impacted on your self-awareness. Okay. And if you realize that, look, um, I'm the type who gets angry and shouts, then you speak to yourself to slow down. Find a way. <laughs> some people do this by writing. Some, people, some do this by recording um, short, short videos at the end of their day and assessment. Well, really, short videos. Yeah, some people say, dear diary, today <laughs> okay. I did this and I did that. But I suppose the greatest um, fear is that People don't want others finding out about who they their truly weaknesses. are, or yes. their weaknesses. Yes. So you say, dear diary, um, I, you know, I panic when I see a lot of people. Today I was asked to give a speech at work, and even though no one saw it, I think I peed my pants. Nobody wants that in a video. That's going to be, <laughs> that's really I may become president <laughs> one day, and someone's going to pull that go video out. That, that, from that, somewhere. So I suppose that it comes from a deep-seated and willingness to accept our weaknesses, our weaknesses. as individuals. Exactly. So we are saying that if you have high emotional intelligence, you mm-hmm. would accept this and then find a way, which takes us to the next uh, item, to self-manage or self-regulate yourself. Right. And that is where the discipline comes in. So right. you discipline yourself and then you would find a way to make sure that you can manage the, the situation and provide 
a response instead of a, re, uh, a reaction. Instead of a reaction. Well, I mean, if you're listening to us, you're a business owner. Um, this is Masterclass, and we're discussing leading with emotional intelligence. It's a rather difficult thing to accept an assessment of oneself. But if we're going to be successful at this emotional intelligence conversation, then what we're recommending here on the show is that take a deep breath, accept the feedback, take it in your stride, and work on it. There may be those dissenting voices which always come to you with reasons other than that which is true, but be positive about it. Absolutely. And say, because it's coming to me as feedback, I'll work on it and I'll become better. Because at the end of the day, you are the business owner, you are the leader, you are the manager, you are the team lead. If you change and you become better and you endear your team to yourself, then you will begin to have your work real easy and get the, and the outputs that you're looking for. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Great. So when, so when you come to self-management, you know, that, is, that uh, has to be done appropriately and intentionally. You know, you regulate yourself so that you really give verbal feedback, rushed emotional decisions, mm-hmm. or stereotyping people, you know, that kind of thing. So it just is the, just the discipline of making sure that you are managing an emotional situation that, yeah. may, that may come up. So how, how do you do this? First, you should know your values. Mm-hmm. What, what values do you have? And that goes to your leadership brand. What are the values that you, you stand for? And what is most important for you? And then when you live by your values, that is easy to now say, look, I won't do this because um, I'm leading the people and um, I insist that they should see me as this kind of person. And then you should also be able to hold yourself accountable. Mm-hmm. If you are the kind of person who is always blaming people for what, what has gone wrong, then maybe you should stop that. And then if you are the leader, you are responsible for situations that go wrong. So admit what is what is admittable that mm-hmm. you need to uh, uh, work on this let's work on this thing together and then let's get things resolved i think you earn a lot more respect in that way and of course when you earn trust and respect from your team by self-management and self-regulating yourself it goes a long way to be able to inspire them okay and then also practice being calm mm-hmm. you know when you get in a challenging situation how do you act or how do you react? You know, and again, how do you relieve your stress? That kind of thing. So it comes back to writing down some of the negative things that you want to say. Sometimes yeah. you can just write them down and then rip it up. You mm-hmm. know, it helps you dis- to distress, to exhale. It's it- important that you actually find something that helps you to deal with stress and anger. Because I think that, you know, I was reading up on this conversation before coming here, and one of the things I read up is, you know, is that when you are really upset as a leader, as a manager, as a team lead, whatever it is you do, you you have a team with you. When you're really upset, that's not the best time to take any decision. Any decision. That's true. Otherwise, you'll be reacting. Exactly. You know, sometimes I just step back for one minute, two minutes, take a deep breath, and reassess the same situation after those two minutes, you might find on most occasions that your reaction has changed. You know, an example is that um, I went through a training at work and they said to me, says, Yao, when you're upset about an email you've just read and you type away, pop, 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 you just type a sharp response. He says, when you finish typing that response, call someone who you trust to, to read, read through the email. <laughs> <laughs> Come back after two minutes. And you see that you start editing the email. <laughs> because you see, words once spoken Can cannot be taken, be taken back. back. And this is absolutely important as a leader 
to be measured. And that's the point that you made. Exactly. You know? And can you imagine if you're speaking those words to someone you're leading consistently? I mean, what, what are you doing? That, that person, uh, you're hurting that person emotionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are building something that the person would take away and, and think that this person is not the kind of person I want mm. uh, to be inspired by. I'm sure there's a lot more information, but I want our listeners to also be a part of this conversation. This is Masterclass. We'll be getting interactive shortly, but before we do that, I want to take a quick message from our sponsors. When we come back, we open the phone lines, and then we can read your messages, and then you can also give us a call and share your thoughts. What is your specific experience in your field of endeavor regarding your leadership or your management of your team using emotional intelligence and vice versa? we go for a quick break. We'll be right back. Favorite on-air business development program, Joy Business Masterclass, is in session. And you can interact with us on Facebook via the Joy 99.7 FM or Joy Business pages. If you tweet, the handle is at Joy 997 FM or at Joy Business GH. Don't forget to hashtag JB Masterclass. You can also call us on 0302-216541 or send your questions and contributions through to the WhatsApp number 551 and our facilitators will address your concerns. Attention everyone, class is in progress. Welcome back. If you've just tuned in, this is Masterclass. Phone lines are now open. We're interactive. Numbers to call 0302-216-541. That's 0302-216-541. You can also send us your comments on 055 Leading with emotional intelligence, what is your specific experience? Have you experienced this as a worker, as a leader, as a team lead? In whichever capacity, we want to hear your thoughts. Pick up that phone and give us a call on 0302216541 or send us your comments on 0551111997. If you're driving, please make sure you park before you text us because we definitely want you to arrive alive. Just also to remind you that Masterclass today is brought to us by Goyle. Goyle Good Energy, Goyle Yenara Yedia. Goyle has some great news for you if you have a motor vehicle of any kind. Goyle is rewarding its prepaying Go customers with 2 plus discount per litre on all fuels purchased. You also enjoy discounts on all lubricants at Goyle stations nationwide. So join the Go Club today by visiting any of the Goyle stations or offices. Or you can go to our website, registration.goyle.com.gh. Goyle, good energy. Goyle, Yenara. Yeah, Masterclass also brought to us by Lancaster University, the only British university campus in all of West Africa. Let's have your messages now. I have one uh, on WhatsApp. This one is from Notedua. He says, emotional intelligence must go with emotional management. Kudos. I think he was rehashing exactly. um, a point that exactly. she made earlier. Yeah. And um, yes, and I know not is a, is a clinical psychologist, right? Indeed. Those indeed. are the people who should go to companies and then be checking the checking. emotional <laughs> level of, of people. Not if, please. I hope you are listening. Martin <laughs> is, is recommending some additional work for you. This one is from Edmond Awaiti. Edmond says, good afternoon, Masterclass. Great education on emotional intelligence and leadership. Are all the five components discussed on emotional intelligence... Uh, Okay, I'm not, I can't read this probably. It says, all the five components discussed on emotional intelligence, are they, to be expect, are they expected to be demonstrated in every leader? Are they expected? So we'll hold that question. Okay. And then I have a caller on the line. Good afternoon. You're welcome to Masterclass. Your name Good and where you're calling. Um, yes, my name is Chris Blue. I'm around uh, Golf House. 
Right. Quick, talk to us. Yes. So the last bit as to people getting an email probably from their superior or whoever, then with anger, they want to respond. Yes. Sir. I have a colleague who this similar thing like I think three, four years ago, mm. um, received an email from the UK. Right. And then uh, out of anger, responded with anger. Mm. And uh, that led to the termination of his uh, contract mm. with mm. that same company. Wow. So I think what wow. you said is right. I mean, we need to be careful as to when we are angry, we shouldn't uh, respond to mail. So respond to whoever is talking to us. Mm. Probably we breathe in for some few seconds before mm. we respond or leave the scene and come back and uh, answer those questions. By then, the anger might have been thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Please keep listening. I have another caller on the line. Good afternoon. You're welcome to Masterclass. Your name and where you're calling from. Hi, good afternoon. I'm Emmanuel. Emmanuel, how are you, my brother? Very well, Naughty. Great good. conversation. Um, I think this is the single most important topic in corporate organizations these days. Um, but I have a very important question for your guest. For persons like myself who are very emotional by nature, um, oftentimes, in my personal experience, I find it difficult holding down a job because I have very, very key technical competences, but I think I'm very low on the EQ side. Mm. And so I'm unable to hold on a job for one because uh, if I enter an environment where there's a lot of competition and, uh, you know, mm. um, is politics and all that, I, I don't want to quit. Mm. Um, so can emotional intelligence be acquired? Can it be learned? And for very emotional people by nature, what can we do about it? Okay. Thank you. Brilliant question. Um, hold on. We'll have another caller. Okay. Um, please make a note of the question. Okay, so this one's <laughs> question says that he's an emotional person. What um, can he do? Can he learn to become emotionally intelligent? I've got another caller on the line. Good afternoon. Welcome to Masterclass. Your name and where you're calling from. I'm William. Good afternoon, William. How are you, my brother? I'm good. How Great. Are you Talk doing? to me. Um, this issue of EI, how I wish our political establishment manager could invite, yes, live practical life, mm. the theories and tenets, and the very essence of EI mm. in our political space. This country would have been a very wonderful place. Because mm. you see, once you are put in a power, a position of power or position of authority, you're supposed to be a leader. Yeah. And these are leadership principles mm. that must be applied every, even right at home. If we, we can do that, mm. find some level of sanity in our established corporate political or individual. Yeah. Thank you, Fred. You're very welcome, William. And we'll continue to talk about it. The only thing we can do is to continue to make the noise so that hopefully someone will hear us and then uh, they'll become better for it. I've got another caller on the line. Good afternoon. You're welcome to Masterclass. Your name and where you're calling from. I'm Joseph, calling from Takarade. Good afternoon, Joseph. Takarade, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm fine. Brilliant, brilliant. Talk um, to us. The program is very good. Thank you, Joseph. And I've learned a lot from you. And what I would say is that whenever you are angry, you should mm. calm down a little bit mm. before you respond as the first caller said. Mm. 
Because mm. it's very, very important. When you're angry, you don't have to respond to program. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I've got another caller on the line. Wow. Okay. I'm excited today. My callers are joining me. Good afternoon. You're welcome to Masterclass. Your name and where you're calling from, sir. My name is Chidiak. Chidiak, my brother. Sure, 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 sure. How are you? Happy New Year to you. Yes, 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 yes. Talk to me, Chidiak. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, in the case that you are quick-tempered, mm. and then you have to continue repeating one thing for more times, <laughs> how do you solve such a problem? I can already see the problem. I hear the problem in your voice. <laughs> 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 please keep listening. We'll try and answer that quickly. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So let's start with Chidiak, and then we'll go back to the, the second caller. Okay. okay. Great. I mean, uh, with Chidiak, he, he's already self-aware. He has identified that you can be uh, you're quick-tempered. Mm-hmm. So how do you deal with with quick, with quick temper? Uh, some have suggested that look, when you if you know you are quick tempered, if you get into a situation, in order for you to calm down, just uh, take a deep breath or count one to ten mm-hmm. before you react. That gives you just help help yourself to take a moment. But also understand that people come from different places. Absolutely. And then people are from different orientations. So not everyone is as smart as you are. Great. We'll leave that one there because we can talk about it till tomorrow. The, the <laughs> second caller was asking that as a very emotional person, how does she or he hold her own in an environment yeah. of competition exactly, or because of, he's asking, of can, quiet, if can, you like. Can it, can it be learned? Can yes, it be, yes, can it be learned? Can it be, yeah. So definitely it can. Uh, and I'm saying so because first, if you, you're you're self-aware, mm-hmm. it, it's one step. But the second step is that where can you get help? Mm-hmm. You know, I, if you're in, in the organization, you can actually have coaches and mentors who can guide and help you because you open up and say, this is my situation. Mm-hmm. Or you can have uh, even an external coach, an external mentor. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the extreme situation, you can uh, have a, a counselor or a psychologist mm-hmm. that helps you yeah. in this situation. But it's the, the coach or the mentor should be able to speak to it. Somebody who has experienced yeah. things before tell you that this is what yeah. you do and, and at every step, and mm-hmm. then you continue to practice that. I think. And, and Kweku, just by way of recommendation, here on Masterclass, a friend of the show, James Addison, is also, I think, the founder and CEO of the first Emotional Intelligence Center here in Ghana. Okay. They have a center okay. which helps people and trains and teaches people. He's a friend of the show. If you reach out to us uh, here at Multimedia, we should be able to make a recommendation for you. Um, I've got, is this Notedua? Notedua. He says, regards, Mr. Banafo, and regards, Mr. Atafin. Great topic. I'm glad you quote Savoy and Mayor and Martin started with characteristics and skills of followers. It is important to emphasize situational leadership as against trait models. Leaders are born. Emotional intelligence and other skills can be learned and enhanced. As against, I was born or made this way, not Edua. Emotional awareness must go with... Not a, I think that we will make a plan to bring you here <laughs> on this show because you have so much information. Okay. Oh, I have Naughty on the line. Is, is that Naughty on the line? Please put him on. Hi, Kujo. Uh, good afternoon, Naughty. Talk to me. This Hi. is Yao. Right. Hi to you, Martin. Thank you. Thank Hi, you. Thank you. Good to hear from you. Right, right. Great discussion. Right. Yeah, I just wanted to emphasize, you know, most people are calling in and asking questions about how they should manage some of these things and how uh, or whether it can be acquired. I think Martin hit on it because he talked about the follower characteristics, whether they have the capacity, the skills, the competencies, and whether they are willing to work or not. And then he puts this against the emotional intelligence. 
because this will tell you how to lead different people based on these characteristics, and it also moves us into the area of situational leadership, learning to vary your leadership according to the characteristics of the people you are leading, and AI brings us into that realm. So I just wanted to emphasize the fact that there's been a big shift from leaders are born, so you have these traits, and you came to the job situation or the leadership situation with them, to leaders can be made, and right. you can acquire or enhance skills you came to the situation with. Right. And it's very, very important for managers to uh, right. understand this and leaders to understand this. Right. Not let me just ask you very quickly. Yes. Yes. Uh, the second caller wanted to know what to do as an emotional person, how they could... Um, Cure that, if you like, and be able to work in a competitive environment or environment of disquiet. Martin has shared his thoughts, but you being a clinical psychologist, let's hear your thoughts on that also. I mean, the first step, thanks, uh, Kojo, the first step is the awareness. So the person does know they are emotional, but many people use this as a designer excuse. As for me, I'm one plug. And then when they messed up things, messed up the uh, efficiency or the productivity of the group, then they realize that is not what you need in a situation. By all means, be firm, but you must be able to manage it. And there are many programs and many uh, interventions that help people gradually manage these things to better outcome or better effect. So these are the things that need to be done. And we work a lot with HR professionals and other uh, management figures and structures to get okay. all right. leaders Thank to understand you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Norte. I'm sure that next week we'll, we'll try and make a plan to call you back so that you can share some other thoughts with us and our listeners can better. But this has been wonderful. What's our takeout for today? No, our takeout for today is that, look, people should work at being aware of uh, what level of emotional intelligence they are mm-hmm. and, and you know, self-awareness will bring your self-management. But not only that, help, try to motivate yourself and then you're not working in an island. Mm. You are working with people, you are leading people. So not only to be self-aware, but you be aware of the uh, uh, levels of emotion of those you are working with, social awareness, mm-hmm. and also you have the skills to be able to manage that, mm-hmm. and that is what we refer to as I'm, relationship yeah. management. I mean, I dare say that there's a lot more information. Do we continue this conversation next week? Uh, a, a bit. A, a bit more, and then we move then on to the next. Exactly, because okay. next we want to talk about your leadership brand. So we can brand. speak to this and then go into and the then move on to. Yes. This has been a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much. This has been Masterclass here on your Superstation Joy 99.7. Next week we come your way again.